0: Hello and welcome, this is Brentwood Stories. I'm DJ. I'm Sam. And, and welcome,
1: Margarita. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Thank you for the invitation. Yes. No
2: thank problem. you for coming. Yeah,
0: yeah, so let's start with you uh, introducing yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Yes, I'm Margarita Espada. I'm the artistic founder of Teatro Yerba Bruja. Yerba Bruja is a theater and our organization. We use the art as a tool for social change. The Yelba Bruja is a plant that they grow in Puerto Rico and also in the Caribbean. They have a, a, it's a medicine and also have this like, it's very resistant to change and very strong. So it's, it's a symbolic uh, name for resistance of keep going and healing properties.
1: That's amazing. Okay. So before we start talking about your organization, because I definitely want to talk about that. I was reading a little bit about you. So you went to school in Puerto Rico and then you came here for your master's degree. So can you tell us what that kind of was like and what it was like growing up in Puerto Rico?
2: Yes, I grew up in Puerto Rico and I went to college in Puerto Rico. Um, uh, my background is in theater and education. So I grew up, you know, um, my I was born in the center of the island. It's very like a kind of long island, very like a green, a lot of mountain rivers, very like relaxing. But I grew up later in the city, in San Juan, uh, around yeah. communities, are very diverse also. And uh, just as, as like a city, city, city. When I came here, it was a big change. Uh, it's like Long Island is very segregated. It's different. Like I'm used to have, you know, everything together. So it was a big change. But also I was a great opportunity. So I was a Turner Fellow. So, I did an MFA of Full Write at Stony Brook University, and I'm, I'm now teaching at Stony Brook University also, which is uh, it's, it's great to be in the same place. And uh, for at that time, you know, my English was not so strong. It's a little better now, but so for me, language is important. So, Stony Brook, I'm also in these communities, and it's impact my work to work on people, you know, beyond the language and building that sense of community, because uh, I know that place also. So it's, it's so important what I do is to be sure that everyone that feel welcoming, uh, welcome and feel like they, they belong to the community and to the
0: programs. That's amazing. Yeah. Let's hear a little bit about your uh, background with schooling. So, yeah, you received your bachelor's in Puerto Rico and then you did your master's in Stony Brook. So what was like the difference between schooling there and schooling here?
2: Other than it being a bachelor's to master's. Yeah. To <laughs> Let's say, well, our education in Puerto Rico is a mix of a European from Spain, like yeah, very more universal. Like we, we, we study like all Latin America, we study U.S., we study all these country in, in Europe. When I came here, I was talking, it's very a more American center. It's more about, you know, uh, the perspective is is more like, I, from my perspective, more narrow. It's very specific about what happened in American theater or they call American theater. The whole concept of America was very shocking for me because for us uh, in Latin America, like America is a continent. So we are all part of America. So he for me it was so, oh, American theater. I was thinking Latin America, what part of America you're talking? So was and for Stony, when I was taking that class, it was only like a, I don't know, Broadway, you know, American theater. So that was a big shocking how the definition of the continent has become this a big name from the U.S. point of view. I don't want to say limited is very, the, the narrow is, the focus is different. It's, it's more focusing in American history, in the old perspective, our education, I guess a more global education. It's more open to understand and to know what's going on globally. Here, I feel is sometimes limited people to see or to understand to adopt small filters of what is just focusing in America. So I needed to really like reshape my mind uh, to reshape a specific, uh, what was the meaning of that concept? Also, I went to... Um, my university in Puerto Rico, was it's a city university. So, you know, you go out, you have bars, and you drink, and you eat, and you have a bohemian eye, and you meet other artists. That was a study, which is totally isolated. By then, it's better now. But there was no transportation. So international student was hard because yeah, basically the campus was not a lot of activity for students. It was good for me as a grad student because you need to study a lot. So that part like, is no distraction, no a, a minimum distraction. But also um, it's a big challenge, you know, that you feel very isolated. And in, now they did a better job now. So they have a robust system that takes students not only to around Suffolk County, but also to the city, it's more activities. So that was a, another big, big challenges. And also the language, you know, switching from one language to the other, not only just to learn the language, but also the the cultural expressions like how you know the you know languages be beyond like written and talk it's about all the filters of how you see and perceive reality so that's something was very di- different um, for me uh, but also the beauty um about the land no? it's so much green here so much time to relax it was really choking for me but also i'm learning and i have more appreciation now to have that rhythm of life like it's more like relaxing here uh, so I became a Long Islander again.
0: Very
1: nice.
2: <laughs> yeah. Very nice. No, yeah. I
1: definitely know what you mean about the um the college. Like I went to college here, obviously, but I visited my friend recently and she was to school in Canada. And it was like going to a college town is so different there than like here. Oh yeah. It's, it's I went to like a real fraternity house and I was like, this is what you see in the movies. I don't see that on Long Island. <laughs>
2: Oh, for example, if you go to NYU, you know, it's like you see NYU, so oh, it's around everything. So it's something like that, you know, that you are in and out, and it's good because also at the same time as um, we also experience the community and the life of the city, you know, the issue of some of the challenges. And with the American system, it's very isolated. So you just stay in a campus and you just like don't really, and that's a challenge because now you have the students that to do internship and it's always this conversation of how we bring community into universities and how we bring the community at the university out. So that's a big problem uh, with Long Island. I, I would say also at large, but let's you know, talking about where we are now. And that's a problem is always we how you bring this two universe, which is like you are getting an education and at some point you need to integrate yourself to the community as a professional. So I think we should do a better a better job. So in Puerto Rico is different because all the the campuses it's the same. Let's say like a SUNY system, we have Puerto Rican university system. They are in different parts of the island. So still, it's so connecting to the community that it's always like different community program, or you're doing research in a hospital or with the water or with the farm, but it's, it's just there, you know? So that that was also a big difference uh, for me. And I was so isolated. So I, what I did, I was like, oh my God, you know, at Stony Brook, uh, I was part of the international program. So like, oh, who speaks Spanish? I was not aware about brainwashed. <laughs> so someone told me, "Oh my, do you know it's a Latino community in Brainwood?" Like, oh, I went here to you know I discovered like I needed to eat my food, so I came. I I discovered Brainwood as a student, so that having my little trip to Brainwood community, without knowing in the future that was you know a big change in my life that I would be serving this community a lot.
0: Oh yeah,
2: and we're so happy that you do. I definitely want to hear about your your organization
1: because I know you incorporate theater and I was a huge theater nerd when I was in high school. So I'm like very excited to hear about it.
0: Before we get to that though, oh, I do no? I have a question I am a little bit curious about because you had talked about with the language and finding like people who spoke Spanish around here. At what age did you start learning English?
2: Well, we we in our in Puerto Rico you learn English in kindergarten oh you know, we're part of we're part of us and it's really bad it, you know i mean we never, yeah. like, really learn a real language but like reading for us is not a problem you know obviously but we don't practice it's better now with technology and everything yeah different. my generation is always like uh also it's kind of imposed like oh you need to learn language in order to be someone you know so that was like and the teacher will be like <laughs> so we, like, we learn language, but afraid, you know, that was my experience. I and mean, I think it's experience of a lot of people that learn the language. But we is incorporated in our system for everyone in Puerto Rico, since you are in kindergarten. So we, everyone in Puerto Rico understands some level or layer of English language. Obviously, obviously, when you come here, it's different. And now, you know, you are really need to
0: oh yeah,
2: pick the language and use it on the regular basic but in that way that's easy because it's nothing, it's not new for us, you know. So it's easy yeah. um, to grab it in. And also, um like I'm from Puerto Rico. So a lot of people are Puerto Rican first or second generation here. It's a big different also how we see our, ourselves. You know, being yeah. Puerto Rican from Puerto Rico is something different, uh and like direct different from New York. So that was also a great experience for, for me to experience that. Like that like, like, oh, you don't look Puerto Rican, like what do you mean? For <laughs> some people like I'm Puerto Rican. So for, for me to make that distinction, I'm Puerto Rican from the island and Puerto Rico from Puerto Rico. Uh people all, oh, you know, because that uh, the reference that people have from the Puerto Rican communities of New, New York, New Rican or first or second generation of Puerto Rican. Also sometimes the perception of this generation about Puerto Rico is different because they know Puerto Rico, through the grandparents or through the parents. So they go to visit in summer or they go to visit maybe every couple of years. So they don't really know necessarily. I'm I'm, obviously, this is a generalization for the experience. Like they don't really, uh, and I do the parade, you know, that. So it, that's what I see, you know, like, like we don't need a parade. We don't need, you know. Uh, because we are Puerto Rican, so we we don't feel like that. Like that. But I learned a lot, uh, and I have a lot of appreciation uh, for the Puerto Rican community here to hold into our culture and to you know build that history. Very nice. So I don't know if I responded, but I guess I will. No, no, yeah, no, no, perfect. Yeah. yeah. All right, now we're
0: going to ask my
2: question. Yeah, back to your question. The theater, oh yes, I I, I'm, I love it. it. But my background is. Theater, that's what I study. Um, my research is more in actor training, which means like obviously theater is a big umbrella. I always serve my people and my students. So, and that's what I did in Puerto Rico. I used to have a theater in Puerto Rico, and I was a high school teacher in Puerto Rico doing theater. Uh I uh, I, my the, Our first company in Puerto Rico uh, was created in 9, 1990, and it was Teatro Yerba Bruja, actually. That what I, I was also keeping my name because already ha, I have a history. So I don't want it just to disappear uh, with my brand and my, my career when I switch here to live here. Uh, but I'm more an actress and later become a perform, uh, director director. And I love more like performing art. That's my thing. Uh, obviously, um, my full training is traditional, you know, for Eurocentric perspective, but I also study, uh, or kind of, uh, anthropology theater. We study performing energy on stage and we go from Indian theater, African theater, you know, Chinese theater, how, or just my, uh, performing energy, how we communicate in a no everyday life, you know, how we tell stories. Uh, So in general, you know, we people know here, it's more Eurocentric, like from the Greek. Uh, But theater, you know, is order, like from Chinese perspective. Uh, For the Indian, theater is related to religion. It's related to the everyday life. Uh, It's not only entertainment, like it is for us. But I love performing arts because uh, I'm devising theater that we create stories and putting together. I love to work with objects and manipulate and develop language on stage. Which is like semiotic or theater, how is everything have a meaning? And what happens is I switch that meaning. Is that like a, a cup now is my, I don't know, my hat, you know? So, how that that uh, symbol switch according to the use that we use, you know, creating stage? So, that's like what I really love to do. And I, I love to integrate the multimedia and um, body, um, you know, movement. So, I train a lot in masks mass training uh Lecoq yeah, yeah, system I studied in Paris that was part of my uh, part of my research and the same, of building and creating and I think what theater also teach me about and teach actors is to discover yourself you know how you can create a character if you don't know you because you are the tool to create a character. So, that, that I love to train actors. That's something that uh, this is so magic, you know, from that perspective. And I do theater, you know, um, in schools. I work with school, Brengo uh, School District. I have a theater company there, a theater for social justice with new immigrant students that speak Spanish. And that, um, I found that a, with new immigrants come to the school district because they don't speak the language, they don't have access to the art in the same way that I'm. Students to speak English, so there was a, a for me a big uh, a big issue, and also in the process of like they want the the school wanted to integrate. Then the cause is they need to forget who are they. So the language disappear and then they become a very identity crisis. So the idea that like, you don't need to forget who you are. You need to embrace your cultural language. Is a beautiful big, gigantic language with a lot of writers, Nobel Prize, it's so beautiful. But sometimes in the process, they, they don't know and they feel less because they impose of the English language. So we wanted to, yeah, that's great. You keep going with your education. We love that. But also, let's have fun. Let let let's learn your language. So I integrate my theater program with Spanish language art and curriculum based. So what they're studying in the classroom, we do in after school, and we put a show which is in Spanish and is the only show in Spanish for the Latino community. In Brango School District, that's that, that's yeah. one uh, another part of what I do.
1: <laughs> no, that's I mean, that's great. Like I can only, I can only imagine attempting to come to a school not speaking the language, and then never getting to speak my home language. That'd be yeah, that'd be that would be such an identity crisis. So
2: that's such an amazing thing that you do with the kids. Yeah, and I mean... you know how important it is because you know that identity. You know, you build into identity, especially as a teenager. You know how hard it is. Uh, so some of the issues that I see is because it's you know they they lose the path they get lost in. So it is important to remind them you know who you are so you can you know do be better.
1: And theater itself just really shapes you as a person. Like I used to not talk, which is
2: ridiculous because now I obviously talk a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's a, another good point. Also, uh, obviously, because acting. So, in a production, you know, they don't want it, it to act, they work behind the scene. You know, it's a lot of work that needs to be done, like, you know, custom design, set design, prop, it's a lot of work. Do they also have that opportunity, also training them in sound and sound and light system. Uh, but, or, but to be on stage, that requires a lot of like, you know, like yeah. exercises, right? Talking. And I'm very rigid with discipline and structure. And sometimes our students don't have that because, you know, the the journey that they have in this life. So it is very, very important. And uh, they, you know, I, I, I have a good connection with them because, you know, I'm also coming from the place like, you know, yes, I have the privilege of education, but also I came from the community. I'm the first one to go to school, to college. So I also know struggling in life. So, uh, you know, we can talk this and Don't worry about it. I got you, though. I understand it hard, but I know what is hard. So it's also that uh, that connection, it's the social connection, the you know, the the cultural connection so they can have with us. And they learned that the transformation is amazing, amazing, amazing. Uh you know, theater is a community theater is community. You need someone to push the button, you know, to put to the theater, you know, like come on. You need someone to hurt you with the costume, you need someone, you know, do... Everyone, I, you see how I open my my workshop. Like we are a community. It's like no one because you're on stage. I mean that you are the best and you know, prima donna and vice versa. The people behind the scene, you know, is sometimes they are like you know they want to run the production and the stage managers in a big stand, which is good. But you you also need to respect the actor and the actress. So, so I try to build everyone responsibility and respect as a group and as a community. So that's great.
1: It really I, I miss it all the time, so it really is. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. Okay. For the uh background stuff, I did stage crew and playwriting. So.
1: Yeah. That <laughs> you know when I'm talking about.
0: Oh, yes. It's,
1: it's a <laughs> lot. I made the costumes one year. I bled so much on my hands that I hear.
0: Uh, I remember doing the set designs, and then the hardest part was moving the sets around <laughs> after you make them
2: no exactly and changing behind in between scenes and the queue and the line and you wanted to be sure that you know that is perfect that the people are not waiting 10 minutes for you to move one you know one chair or something <laughs> you know what i mean they need to get timing and a rhythm in the production so yes we are now actually i very happy because now we are in brainwood it was our pilot program um this is our third year now and we have westbury And also, we are now in
1: Patchogue School District. And Patchogue has a huge art scene. Oh, yeah. They have the entire arts building. I know it's behind the library. So that's amazing. And the theater
0: Mm -hmm. right in town, too.
1: Yeah. Yes, exactly. All right. So other than theater, you recently partnered with the library and you get this bunch of archives and you're running the Puerto Rican Day Parade now. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes,
2: yes. Uh, That's a program that is pretty close to my heart. But it was a surprise because you know I used to do theater, so connecting to the community and how I was an actor. I that's what I was doing my art company, and I became a cultural organizer here. You know, because someday I was a theater producer, but organizing communities was a need that I saw, and I suddenly saw people like, oh, I'm a painter, oh oh, I'm a dancer, like, okay, you're in the company, okay, okay, I have a space, you can hand you painting, you know, so that was the beginning of Yerba baruja. I started in my own living room, in my own house, because when you're an artist, you need to do all of you guys, so I was like, my living room, was my, my backyard, everything, so the Yerba Baruja become more than a theater company, and one day, they just called me the Adelante, it used to be the organization to run the parade. So there was, there was no more capacity to run the parade and the community that, hey, you know, you are the person with culture and art and you're Puerto Rican equal, you need to run the parade. I was like, ah, I don't know to run the parade. You know, this is different from theater production. But, uh, you know, um, I saw the need, the history and the awareness of, you know, how important in, in 1966, this group of, you know, Puerto Rican and one Dominicans uh went and decided they wanted to you know to celebrate our culture. So with the support of the community and the mentoring of the community I did it for the first second year now we are comfortable it's been growing I changed some of the mission because I'm also an activist so for me it was important as the as a moment of cultural pride celebration but also as a community engagement. So I add a lot of like this aspect, no, not only just, hey, separate, just, you know, dream, dance. And so for me, like, ah, that's okay. But no, I think it's a great opportunity when you have people together to educate. I love to see the libraries there with the bank stuff. And we have clinics, uh, we have different services at the same time uh, that the people are really marching that so we have over 50,000 people, you know, around there. And three thousand people marching. So what a great opportunity! This is the biggest parade in Long Island, and the second biggest parade in the, in the state of New York. So that's a you know, I was like, whoa, that's big. But um, with my leadership and all the support, uh, a all, all the different partners, because it's, it's it's very complicated a parade as big as is this parade. We had, you know, we need to have uh, public safety is the main concern, obviously. And so we're big on that, from police, ambulance, you know, uh, fire department, to have a plan. Everything is night until something happens. Mm-hmm. So it's a big responsibility that we really take very seriously and very proud of the team that we have. Yeah. And then the other part is to, to bring people to celebrate. You know, that's the behind the scenes, that people don't know that day of the parade and the last Happy people. I'm stressed out because I'm or to be safety and you know be sure that everything is fine and we have other components. I'm happy to see people being happy, but I'm like my head is like nothing happened, everything is fine. Uh, so it, it is a main component, but it's so beautiful. I always every year I cry because it's like wow, you know, that's the moment that people come out together as a one big community, uh, to integrate. I will serve with the flag and to honor also the Puerto Rican community that is the pioneer community of the Latino community in Rhode Island. And for me, it's important to keep that conversation alive. And that's why, you know, I saw the opportunity to bring the, you know, the records to the library for future generations. You know, sadly, a lot of pioneers are no longer with us. A lot of the records are being in different places. So this is a long-term project. And we have different places on the weekend put the archive, but I think Brainwood Library is the best place because I want it to be in the center of the community. Because that parade com- is this community. I don't want right. it to be in, I don't know, a person. You know, I want it to be in our place that yeah. we go, and it's there, that's important for us too.
0: And I have to say, like, we had a lot of patrons around the time of the parade talking about how excited they were for it. I was helping people make shirts for the parade. Um, yeah, people got very involved, very, very excited. excited, and we're so happy to be able to go out and celebrate it.
2: Yeah, and I think it was a great idea this uh, this year, you know, open that opening that conversation because what a great opportunity, you know, people see and serve at the library. We did we put a video for the last year parade, so people like saw the video and people seeing art, and we it's kind of building up into. Uh, the parade so that's something that we wanted to keep doing like you know as a collaboration every year that people can oh you know and remind them like go and celebrate so thank you thank you so much for you know oh yeah inviting that's us cool. and being there
0: yeah no I'm happy to help I was happy to help support any way I could with all the people who came in and again it was a lot of fun making shirts with people <laughs> and seeing yeah, them that's
2: great I mean, yeah. so how, how was that like making sure that you have like a little workshop or
1: we have the makerspace. We had like a t-shirt machine, laser and gray, Like we had a bunch of machines. Oh, um, yeah, yeah but patrons have... would bring t-shirts in and like the material and we'd help them design it and we'd make shirts with them.
2: Oh, I need to go because I have some machine here in my gallery and my art space. And that's something. It's a collaboration that we can train our staff and vice versa. And I know that I can send people there. Or oh, or yeah.
1: Something
2: more.
0: Okay.
1: De- definitely send them over. We, uh, we've made t-shirts, bags, hats.
0: Yeah, uh, we're working on a poster printer so we can make banners too.
2: Wow, when you guys open, it's like, a, well, we can follow up later. <laughs> oh, well, makerspace maker is usually
1: appointments just because it's me and us. Us. Also, no, all I, oh, you makers. guys, we are the makerspace. Yeah,
0: we are the makerspace. Okay, <laughs> the okay,
1: we follow up with an email to make an appointment. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely come visit us, and then we're
2: gonna come visit you too. Yeah, of course. Yes, 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 yes. We have actually, um, as part of the celebration, we have an hour gallery show running until uh, September 30. And uh, it, the 29 we're now opening Bohemian Night. So we want people to you know. It, we have open mic is the last Friday of the month. But also we wanted to integrate the Spanish language. So we have like, not just the Noches de Bohemia. So everyone is invited, you know, also the last Friday of the month. And next, you know, talking about next month, We have an exhibition about wearable art. Exactly what you guys are doing—t-shirts, people that you wear, but you create. But it's a piece of art. That night is in October, so definitely uh, we need to keep that connection. Absolutely.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. It's been a great interview. it has been great.
2: I learned so much today. (laughs) No, thank you so much for that. uh, For this opportunity to bring in, the visibility is so important to you know try different ways to really uh, to keep building the conversation and building communities. And I hope that be. it's only the first time I will be too many times working with you. And I, it's great because I really work with different people at the library. So it's been a pleasure to really meet you guys and you know what you guys are doing.
0: Absolutely. Yes, Same you. for Thanks us. Thank you so much. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you, you
0: too.
1: too. Are you interested in being interviewed on Brentwood Stories? email adult programs at brentwoodnylibrary.org for a chance to be featured on the podcast. That's adult programs at brentwoodnylibrary.org.